Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. All right, guys, welcome back. Yeah. Mike, check one, two. Yes, Sersky. Um, so, this Big is. Big week at Earn Your Leisure. They're going to go see Barack Obama tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Gave it away early, huh? Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Auntie Shell. Thanks, man. It's, it's, been, it's been a hell of a year. Uh, it's been a crazy last three months. It's just been like yeah. so much stuff happening. So, uh, you know, definitely. I uh, got to give a big shout out to Robert Smith. That episode was going crazy. Yes. And um, that was a big moment for us to sit down with him. So shout out to him. And uh, shout out to Floyd, too. That was crazy to have, you know, Floyd and Robert Smith same week. Floyd, a lot of people love that episode as well. Mm -hmm. So Market Mondays, Earn Your Leisure back to back. Um, so thank you guys for, for checking both of those interviews out. It's a billionaire week. Thank you for spreading the week. For That's a good point. For sure. <laughs> and um this week this week is more well first and shout out to noriega yeah. and dj efn 19 keys um legendary champs four and a half hours crazy <laughs> big champs but that was dope um that's that's kanye length right 
Pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we passed it. No, no, they split Kanye's episode into two. So I think he had the longest ever. Gotcha. Gotta be like number two. Um, but yeah, we on a podcast run right now. So we got this week, we got uh my boy Loom. Yeah, saw that. We did that episode a while back, but he's putting that out. So shout out to Loom. Shout out Loom, that's my guy. Y'all did that about a year ago, ain't it? Yeah, a minute ago. Yeah, it was a minute, it was a minute ago. He, said, he did one of y'all moves and just kept it in the cut. He said on that. Yeah, he said on that. I got, and I got an idea for it, brother. I got an idea. So shout out to Loom, man. <laughs> Loom dope. One of the realest. And then uh, also this week, we got uh, Matt Hoffa. Yeah, New York show. He's going to be dropping clips from that episode. So, yeah, man, we are flooding the streets. That's cooking. Oh, and earn your leisure. Mm. We ending the year strong. <laughs> Tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. The pod father himself, Joseph Button. Woo! The revolutionary. Shout out to my dog. Shout out to Court. Shout out to Ian. Sometimes like, it's just fun to do an episode. Like we were looking forward to that just because of what he means to the space. But we had a lot of fun doing that. Shout one. out to Joey, man. Shout out to Joe. Shout this out to- is a long time coming too. Yeah. yeah. Talking about, about how patient you were. Like I did two Patreons. Trap <laughs> hit one. He was supposed to have done this, what, last? When did we go to that dinner? It was me, you, Jury. That was like wow. two years ago. That, that was, was two before, years ago. That was before COVID, right? I feel yeah, like my, it was during a, a, a right, right when it hit. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we was 30 episodes in. Nah. Yeah, nah. Marco Mondays. That was early. That was early. <laughs> you <Wow>. need therapy. <laughs> Why am I here? Well, shout, <laughs> shout out to Joe. But the crazy thing is, like, you know, Joe's underrated when it comes to the space and as far as business. And he had a lot to talk about. He spoke about the Spotify deal. He spoke about the podcast network that he had and the issues that it had. Mm-hmm. He's very candid about the Royal Mall situation. Mm-hmm. He was very candid about, you know, his thoughts on podcasters in the space and the mistakes mm-hmm. that we're making. Um, Did you ask my favorite question? How many podcasts? I was just about to say, and he was very candid about how many podcasts actually are profitable. We definitely asked that, specifically the million, the million dollar question we definitely asked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, he was an open book. He said, whatever y'all want to ask, I'll answer, no problem. And he was very uh, candid. Um, So, you know, shout out to Joey, man. Another classic episode. Check that out tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Yeah, this one of them. This one of them. Like, every time we tell you this one of them, is really is no, no for real. Corey hit me after he said, Hey man, uh, shout out to my guy Corey. He like, Yeah, the guys came through. Um, that's <laughs> in that Steve Harvey category. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> when Troy said we taking the camera and going to go travel, I said, Oh, the travel episodes, yeah, and we did it at his studio too. So if you, if you see the clips, it's not him interviewing us, it's us interviewing him, it's just at his studio. So don't get confused by the clips because it, it, it'll, it'll, the clips will look like he's interviewing us because it's at his studio, but we just went to his studio to interview him. So yeah. shout out to the whole team. They were yeah. gracious with their equipment. They let us, uh, you know, they take it for us. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, it's dope. Yeah. The last time we were there, we, we talked about the tiny couch. Tiny couch. Oh no, boy. Tiny couch no more. more. They, they, man, I was leaning back like this. I'm like, bruh, these couches were not made to record on. <laughs> just to have your lover next to you. Like, hey, baby, what's happening? You know yeah, I said, boy, I need out. some chair. Shout out to Joe. Keep leading the way. Good dude, good dude. Is there is there one micro gem you can give away to lead into tomorrow's episode? Um, one mistake, one lesson, one thing that you think would be valuable if you were just starting your business in 2023? Uh, I think so. We asked them what the problem, what we asked them what happened with the podcast network. Because 
it looked like it was promising and then it kind of just fell apart. And he said that he, he thought that he was understaffed. He didn't fully mm-hmm. anticipate the workload and he didn't fully anticipate dealing with, you know, different personalities and different creatives and he didn't, he wasn't prepared. Um, so I think that that was an honest answer that he gave. Yeah. Um, I think that, that that's true for any entrepreneur. Like, you know what I mean? Like, be prepared. You're never going to be 100% prepared because you're always going to learn on the fly. But plan in advance. It's extremely important to have a business plan. It's extremely important to think about all the things that can go wrong. It's extremely important to have advisors around you mm-hmm. to learn, learn this system from the inside and out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, actually learn about, you know, different aspects of it um, and keep communication with people. So I think that that's something that was, was beneficial for all entrepreneurs to understand it. In his journey, he was, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty transparent about, you know, why that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, people can learn from that for sure. Yeah. I'll add just something really quick. Uh, when he was so we talked about the profitability of some of the podcasts and trying to help people out. And he kind of reminded me of the interview we had with little X when he was like, certain things you're going to have to just figure out. Like I can tell you, but certain things you're just going to have to learn. And there's going to be a few that break through and have the machismo to figure out how to make this thing work. And there's a handful of them, but they were supposed to do it. They were meant to do it because yeah. the purpose, that was their vision and they're executing it. And a lot of people were just getting into the space because they think it's cool or they think they can make money and they quickly find out like, what am I even doing here? But they're, they're here now, right? And so figuring out your value add and knowing your vision and sticking to it, it is vital. So. Real quick tidbit from uh, the Podfather himself. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely going to be one. one of the ones. Yes, sir. One of the ones. So, all right. Well, that's our rundown. Uh, Ian? Ian yes. Uh, Stock Club call will be on uh, Monday. Our new time is Monday at 3 p.m. Central. So as soon as the market closes, uh, we'll be doing our stock club call. For those of you who went to Madison Square, we are still waiting for Ticketmaster to release the email so we can get you all your bonuses, goodies. Uh, Trevor Rashad threw in some bonuses. Rashad is even going to tell you his amazing barber that he goes to. <laughs> um, so stay tuned. And I want to tell everyone, like, I, I have no reason to hold this information back from you. But if you've seen the Taylor Swift thing, and if you go Google what's going on with Ticketmaster right now, they're having some issues. Um, <laughs> And 2023 is going to be exciting. Oh, and, and, and lastly, um, if you want to join our group um, chat, go to eninvest.com. Um, we will be switching over to Kajabi to prevent um, some intellectual theft from happening. But yeah, we, we put a couple, you know, entries. So we are going to make this like a little trading club. Um, so you can join that. Get it while the price is cheap, because I'm going to tell Sean Rashad we need to raise this price after this first trade hits. And if you want to join the stock club, go to joinredpanda.com or Trevor Shock, click the link in bio. If you're tired of, listen, somebody hit me and tagged me in a post and like, yo, I lost $300,000. I'm not listening to anybody else, but yeah. If you're tired of losing all of your money and listen to people who copy me and don't take any accountability, come join the real and get rich in the process. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Let's go. Facts, facts, yeah, man. Um, speaking on taking from you, 
Here's our disclaimer. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wants to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Please continue to do the research. Please, when it's great research, share it with your community. And if you hear it from anyone that is connected to the market Monday's franchise, please get credit where it's due. Love is love, yo. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up that Ticketmaster thing. I, I actually experienced it firsthand um, the other day. But we'll, we'll get into that conversation another time. While we're here, want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Obviously, we have you know uh, a gracious guest today from Ally. Yes. So Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, and our lastly focus on doing it right for both customers and our communities. So get with allies, you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Shout out to the good folks over there. Yes, sir. So we yes. do have a guest, uh, Demetrius Scott, Director of Allied Corporate Citizenship. Um, but before we bring him on, let's uh, start the show and talk about some, some topics. Um, so let's start with uh, Donald Trump. Your guy. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> what this is just so they can clip clip it up and act like this controversy. I'm learning. <laughs> what do you think of Donald Trump launching his NFT collection, and do we think it will be successful? So, if you saw the thing that was on um, Instagram, like his preview for his NFT, he uh, had a whole thing. He made a commercial actually where he said that. Saw that. Um, He's hopefully he's the you know he's your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than than, than George Washington, and um, he has an NFT collection that he's rolling out, and it's going to be like one of the things you get to play golf with him, mm-hmm. one of the things you get to eat dinner with him. It's a whole situation. Um, interesting time to drop the NFT collection because NFTs have plummeted. Ninety-seven um, percent since January. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, a lot of people still believe in this space. They still believe in the technology. Um, so yeah, so what do we think about this? Do you think it's going to be successful? Uh, I think we got to define what success is. I mean, yep. it's less than a week, it's made $4.4 million. Well, like it sounded like it was a joke. And if you look at it, I remember I, I was, I sent the article to Shai, I'm like, yo, are you looking at this? And like, he got the laser eyes, like the Superman eyes. And I'm like, yo, this yeah. looks like it's a comic or it looks comical. But when you realize 70 million people voted for this man it really isn't that funny like this is a real business move for him um obviously what makes the nft space unique is the incentives and so there are people who want to sit down with him there are people who would pay to have play golf with him or play to be in a meeting with him or play to have dinner with him or pay to have dinner with him so uh do i think it'll be successful it just Depends on what the definition is. If it's just to make money, if it's to galvanize more people, to show them how personal he is. Like you said, he wants to be the, the, the I guess, the all-time favorite of all presidents in the history of American society. Highly unlikely. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Highly right? unlikely. He's, he's using technology. He's using the technology to do it, which, you know, he's the first. He's the first. We haven't seen anybody else do it. Mm-hmm. The first what? President. To drop an NFT? Yeah, has that anyone else? There hasn't been, there wasn't NFTs around back then. I'm just saying, in this space, like, there's other presidents who could have used technology. He's the first one to do it. I mean, I'm sure he'll use that as, as something as, as 
as incentives, like, yo, nobody else was able to use technology. It speaks to a younger demographic. It speaks to a younger audience. It says that I'm staying in touch with what's happening. Let's see. What's your thoughts on the team? Um, financially, there'd probably be a success for him. Um, he does have a, a loyal fan base despite all of his failure. Um, I think it's a little bit late to be launching NFT, but also there isn't as much competition. So financially, it would do very well for him. I think it's mistimed. Um, I even remember when he wasn't the biggest fan of crypto. Um, what I will say for business owners, because all NFTs are, and remember when I said NFTs were crashing, I was in Vegas and I was screaming. I was on my loaded Lux, Calico-ish, and everybody like, yo, you tripping. I'm like, yo, the market is going to fall apart. And often during recessions, we end up having people that do these money grabs. Um, and and the, to get a dinner with them and play golf with them, there is some value there, but is it really that valuable in a grand scheme of things? Um, I'm surprised that Kanye has not done one, given all the stuff that he's gone through. But as far as a liquidity generation event, I think it's very smart for him to do this one now, but I don't think it's going to have a great impact on the market. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Kevin O'Leary later, but there's people who hated the space and they see how much money is there and they're looking to use their celebrity as an arbitrage with their fan base to collect coins and not really help the people. I don't think there's any, like everyone, please tell me what the utility of this NFT is. And I've said it before, if Web3, cryptocurrency were the saviors to the industry, then why isn't the cryptocurrency saving the companies and brokerages and tokens that are going out of business? We have to call a spade a spade. These instruments are the new penny stocks. Are there some that have provided value? And I know I was early even in saying uh, about that particular club that we talked about when we were in Austin and saying how they were uh, tied to the Nazi, Nazi regime and the similarities. Um, NFTs are the new penny stocks. And until there is actual real world value and real world utility, when we see a Tesla or a Lucid or an Apple, a Microsoft, um, Unilever, use them. This is a grand scheme um, for people to collect money off of those that are diehards of this space. Like, like even the, the guys that got, got, got convicted, I said this a year ago, people will start to get convictions around promoting these. I don't wish jail on anybody. Um, now, I don't want you to say yes, ma'am, in court 1,000 times either, but that's neither here nor there. But I remember um, on Twitter, I had made a comment like, hey, I don't know any successful trader that is on our phone 12 hours a day. And then Zach, one of the guys who ended up getting indicted, <clears throat> came for me. And I'm like, if you're trading and making all this money, then why do you care what I have to say about the space? Um, I wish him well. I don't wish jail on anybody. But we, I've told every creator here, when there's a recession, there's going to be more depression, more suicide, more violence, more domestic violence. Also, the level of indictments go up as well. Please be careful. If you're going to promote a project, make sure that it actually works. Make sure that it has utility. Make sure that it is working for you first. Um, good cash grab for Trump, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to have a big impact on the market. All right. Okay. Liquidation event. Like, like, yeah, liquid, especially in the recession. Right? Like it, and 
Right now, he's under investigation. Interesting. You got to pay them lawyers. It's in time. <laughs> no, 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 they're positive, because I don't want to just rain down. One thing I'm trying to improve upon, not only is my grace, um, but I'm also trying to, when I say something is dead or dying, or to watch out to give the positives in it. You should go look at what he's offering in the NFT and see how you can add that to your business. Most NFTs are operating as a membership site. Cool. So add those there and it's just giving a new veneer. So for your own personal business and collection, look and see what he's he's added and look to trump that. Even if you look at Market Mondays, I don't call it an NFT, but all those bonuses I give are essentially that. Um, so be mindful, as Rochelle would say, be careful. Um, this market is going to get flushed out here pretty fast over the next year. And then at some point, there will be a company that creates a lot of value that helps the world at scale, and they will be dominating that space. Yes, I believe so. All right. So uh, let's talk about Binance. Um, do you think it's possible for Binance uh, BNB uh, token, the Binance token, uh, will suffer the same fate as FTT, which is okay. the FTX. FTX, yeah. But it's FTT is a token. Mm -hmm. So uh, as the FTT uh, token in the next three months. I hope not, but it's looking highly likely. Um, it, it, business is a very interesting game. Um, I was once told that business is war without the bloodshed and the carnage. Um, the move the CZ did was brilliant chess 101 right but the thing about often and we've experienced this oftentimes and i've heard this from a few people but a person that is doing better than you will never have anything negative to say because they're too occupied with being successful when cz waved this flag around destroying ftx which is brilliant um you have to make sure when you do that that your own house is clean and because this space is going to, and I said it from the beginning, the banks are going to find ways to take the space over. Um, I hope that this coin does not fall apart and Binance does not fall apart. I'm not anti all crypto, just as a person who actually trades, like I actually trade for a living. There are certain things that you can see that are not clear. I mean, I said it before, even with Sam, when they were saying he was doing this arbitrage and taking Bitcoin from Hong Kong and transferring it here, no person had ever seen him take a trade prior to um i hope the binance does not fall apart but i will say if you are in this coin you probably should get out now before shit hits the fan why, why are you why what makes you say that um so just to give some reference to people binance is the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world mm -hmm. uh, this coin has done tremendously well throughout the history i mean of course is you know taking a hit when all crypto takes hits but is throughout you know, its time, it's, it's, it's done tremendously well. Binance is a highly respected cryptocurrency uh, platform globally, and it's the biggest. So it, yeah, all right, so that's, so that's that. So why are you so bearish on Binance? Um, my, my favorite question, so I'll walk someone through my set of questions when I'm looking to invest in anything. Number one, what does this coin do that no other coin or entity can do in the world? Number two, if you had to put your life on the line, 
which you put all your money into this coin. And when I say your life, yours, your family, friends, everyone. For most people, when I get to question number two, the answer is no. I do think that there is some value there, but I think the thing that we are seeing in real time um, is that the transparency that we wanted and that we thought blockchain would give is not there in most. And if it's not there in the biggest companies, FTX, Binance, what's stopping the 15 other players that are three through 15 and then the top 100 to be running ethically as well? I think we... I think cryptocurrency at scale is an amazing industry run by a bunch of people with who knew there was no regulation and they're taking complete advantage of that. So I'll ask you guys, if you had to, would you put all of your money into BNB coin? I think the answer would be no. Would you put all of your money into earn your leisure and assets of reliability? You show that day in and day out. I think um, often when we have to convince people of something being of incredible value, it's not, and, and I went through it with GameStop. I went through it with GME. I went, I mean, excuse me, AMC. I went through it with Facebook and Meta. Um, most of these coins don't actually provide any value. Yeah. So I, I, but, think, I think just a, another part of it is that the responses that they've been getting during this time, right? So the executives from Binance, when they ask questions, obviously with FTX being the headline for the, the crypto space right now, the, the answers are really that confident. And so most people know that that Binance was an investor in FTX. They had over two billion invested and they sold their stake. And then that's what prompted them to say, maybe we'll bail them out. And obviously they didn't. We saw what happened to FTX. Yeah. But what's starting to happen is people aren't believing in the space as much. And now you're seeing withdrawals. And so it was like, oh, it's only it's 1.2 billion. Okay. That's not even a top five day for us at Binance. Then it's the same day, it was last Wednesday, it's $4 billion. And then it's $6 billion the next day. And it's like, up. it started adding, adding up. And it's like, can we withstand this type of momentum on the downside? And the answer has been, we're financially okay. Mm -hmm. Well, companies that lose that type of money in a day, usually, you know, there, there's something in the underlying document documentation or underlying reports that yeah. is going to state to what's happening that and that's what we saw with FTX it was like we don't we don't get to see it right we don't know what the financials look like we just see that there's a lot of withdrawals happening can they continue that I don't know we'll see it was down 15 percent in a day l let me do an exercise with you guys is earn your leisure profitable yes, yes. notice Rashad or Troy didn't shake in their chair. And when they answered, your gut feeling told you, yeah, they're straight. They're good. Is Red Panda profitable? Yes. Am I profitable? Yes. Am I debt free? Yes. Certain times, like, we want to believe the hype of something. Like, we ever dated somebody and, like, we know that there was bad. Not you, Troy, because you you married an amazing, great family. We, me and Rashad trying to learn. Um, Snow returns, Rashad's called, I miss out on the king. Or who, who's next on the list? I don't know. <laughs> Whomever, right? Um, but a lot of times, like, we all want to believe the lie because we want to be sold the dream. I would, and honestly, if Binance and these coins worked as well as they said, I would be all into them. I know people are like, yo, stick to stocks. And not, no, I trade, I trade one of the hardest markets in the world. Um, 
I just don't see what the value proposition is. And then also when you don't have any protection from the banks, the hedge funds, lobbyists, the global elite, if you will, um, what's the real value? And I think he could have done a better job after this FTX blow up of coming out and saying, here's what our revenue looks like. Here's what our weaknesses are. Here's what the threats are. Here's what we're going to do if there is a run on our bank. Here's what we're going to do to make sure that the value of the coin stays up. Here's what the five-year or four-year projection of our company looks like. A lot of it is gut. The, one, the number one thing I want to tell all Black investors who watch the show, even if you don't know every fundamental thing that me or Troy or Rashad or Trap will talk about, one thing that you do know growing up in our environments in the hood, your gut instinct. My favorite quote from Bootsy about Kanye, he like, yo, I'm a street dude. You can tell them that. You can't get that over on me. So even when I was talking to Loon this past week, I'm like, bro, why are you rocking me? He like, even though you ain't from the streets, you're a real one. And every time I talk to you, everything that you say, I feel that you're being honest about. Sometimes, though, we end up finessing ourselves and wanting to believe a lie that is not true. Um, the crypto space right now is like dating Koran back in the day. <laughs> Sound like a good idea. You may get some pleasure out of it for them first three weeks, but you're going to go through hell after. Shout out Eddie Winslow. Shout out. Yeah. And I don't know if it was that super. Like, I don't want to find out, but. No, no, no. They got the video. You talk about that. No, but that's after. Oh, that. I never saw that. Yeah. It was Ned. No, 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 no. Super. I would say I would say this about about Binance though. I, I, I think Binance can't be compared to FTX because Binance is a way bigger operation. Is apples and oranges really? It's comparing a tugboat to a cruise ship. So I don't think that Binance is going to collapse. And if Binance does collapse, then the whole entire crypto space is pretty much done at that point. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't think that is a fair comparison to compare the two. Okay. And I'll give Binance the benefit of the doubt because we haven't seen anything as of yet that would raise red flags. We didn't the FTX either, though. We didn't. Which is the scary part, yeah. Um, it's, and I'm, it's like it's like it's like a relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't project that on them. Can't, you can't say somebody's cheating until you start to see. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta see some red flags first. You see some red flags first. Gotcha. Now, 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 now you just, if you just coming up. But back to the gut though, the intuition. Intuition though. But your intuition comes from red, some level of red flags, right? Uh, if, if I'm just saying like. No, not, not always. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sometimes you could just, something's not right. You don't, you may not have. You can feel the difference. But you can feel it. Ladies, can can you feel it, right? So when our schedules change up, and the level of affection change, that's, 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 that's something's happening. Something's happening. Or you could just yeah. feel like coming, you coming, you coming home late. You're not answering your phone calls. You now well, that's red, these are red flags. When you're in the on. presence of it, right? You could just feel like there's something that's all. There's something, and then you start to like start really trying to feel like yo, something has now changed. We can feel. You start looking for those red flags. 
Yeah. All right, well, let's yeah. do this. We'll get the CEO of Binance on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody can connect the let's dots, talk about let's, it. Let's make that happen. Yeah, but I, Ian, to your no, point, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Oh, about yeah, this. I'm, I'm dead let serious. Me, let me just put this oh, on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know, we have a big audience that actually watches. Yeah. So he actually had a couple of Forbes a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, billionaire, I believe he's from. I don't want to misquote this situation, but he's from China, I believe, mm. or Hong Kong. I think China. Yeah. I. If definitely would would love to have a conversation with him because it's important and it's a pivotal time in crypto. So it's important to get in front of because, like you said, people might have suspicions and they might not even be warranted. But if you're not speaking, if you're not speaking up publicly, then, you know, a snowball becomes an avalanche. So if you're listening, Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to have you on a program um and and hear your thoughts about your company and the future of cryptocurrency as a whole yeah. 10771 is what i have the coin going to i was just going to say to your point Ian, like in the, the light of what's happened with ftx and obviously the you know the role that they played in it, this would have been the opportune time so if there was red flags let me show you why we're different let me tell you how we're different let me put everything out here yep. to show you why this is a a real situation and what that was was obviously fraud from every you know from everybody's perspective at this point let me show you why we're the number one exchange let me show you why this point is legit it would have been an opportune time rather than the same we're financially fine shape well okay shaping's out um he's he's actually um national but he was born in china China, so he's he's from chinese descent yeah uh canadian national shaping is out hope i'm not mispronouncing his name his name too bad um, but yeah, let's talk. Let's let's figure it out. Let's figure that out immediately. Um, okay. Grace. Yes, I'm learning. So so let's <laughs> go to this next one. Uh, what are the three big mistakes investors can avoid from being scammed in 2023 during the re- this recession? Uh, number one, you have to listen to people that are financially free from investing. After I got that message yesterday. Um, shout out to the queen saying that she lost 300 grand. I was like, what made you, um, listen to them and not me or somebody that just like, you know, they were marketing so well, and they were so aggressive in approach. And ladies always say this, like anybody that's too aggressive with you in approach usually is not a best for you. Um, number two, when I say do your own research, I want to define that. So I want you to watch at least 20 episodes of market Mondays. I want you to go look at the earnings of the company for the last five years. And then after that, I want you to go talk to 10 family members or friends and ask if this is a good investment. Um, During 2020, part of 2021, everything was going up in value. And I said it, they are going to let people get money for this after the PPP thing. They're going to let people make money to offset the losses that are going to come for the next few years. we have to do a better job at also calling out those who don't know what they're talking about. Because I feel like all of a sudden they saw this show get hot and then it was like, well, my version of podcasting isn't working. So now I'm going to come here and try and do this and replicate, you know, and we even have conversations with people. And then the next week it's like, they got a a financial literacy. I'm like, you don't know how to even open up your checking account. Like how the hell you got an investing show? What? Stranger things have happened. You know, so, um, and thirdly, I want us to stop being so hungry to flip for the short term 
and focus on the long term. And I know, man, that five-year, 10-year-ish is not sexy, but any money that I made from Red Panda or investing year one, any money that they made from Earn Your Leisure year one is not the same bag as year five. Look, listen, I keep saying that they're glowing. Troy getting happier. He, he filled with joy. Rashad happier. I'm getting happier and learning grace. Things are good, man. Um, I think we're too short-sighted. And often because we have deep debt, we want to get a big bag of money. But the same tool set that you have right now that caused you to get into debt or make financial mistakes, you're going to, I don't care if you get 300,000, 400,000, you're going to blow through 400,000 in three or four months. And everyone's like, yo, not me. But will you study now? two, three, four hours. And that's the bare minimum. Even with the Floyd clip, like people are talking about dedication and people in the comments, like, oh, I don't take that much. Um, I can do this in four hours a day. And I'm like, I love Tim Ferriss. I bought every book he's put out. Even Tim with all the VAs and creating that industry, he works way more than four hours per day or four hours a week. Um, focus on the long term. I want you guys to get rich. And, and this is the th last thing I want to say. Sometimes you are committing fraud and finessing yourself by listening to some of these people. If people wouldn't be gullible, there would be no reason that a person can tell you that they can make you a thousand percent in one year and you believe it when you can see that they don't have a thousand percent return lifestyle for themselves. Impossible. So do your research, only listen, and you don't have to solely listen to me. But man, if you were to listen about the Facebook drop, the rise of TikTok, Apple going into healthcare, Amazon going into healthcare, um, Bitcoin going to 20 grand. What else was I screaming about in Vegas? You would have been, the NFT market falling apart. You would, and on these, and, and doing better when I say this, for those of you who know how to short, short these. If I say, hey, something is going to drop, short it. I remember even at Coinbase when we was in Miami uh, with Terrence, and I was like, hey, Coinbase could be in some trouble. People's like, man, Ian don't know Rashad. Why the hell you keep doing the show with Ian, even though I brought the idea and said, hey, let's do a show. Um, Shorted. Coinbase went down as a result. And if you are an exchange and crypto is going to save the world, why the hell can it save the brokerages that hold it? Be careful. Do your own research. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. And I'm going to ask you this. If listening to me would have made you 4X or 5X more, please put yes in chat. You get to keep all the money this year. 2023, we're going to change some rules, though. Go to eninvest.com and join our group trading tra chat while the price is still low because it will be going up in 2023. But what about you guys? What do you think um, three things people can do? to prevent from getting taken advantage of in this recession? I think just in life, uh, you know, in any, in any economic environment, uh, avoid investing in things that you don't understand. That's extremely important. Um, if something is too, sounds like it's too good to be true, it usually is. And um, have firm, realistic expectations before going into it. You were an advisor, right? Yeah. You guys have met a few billionaires. I don't know how many millionaires. Has any of them 
behind the scenes told you like, hey, I put all my money into this one project or coin, or did they all have diversified business models? Diversify, you gotta diversify, it's important. Um, so I feel like people, like I said, they just don't have a realistic expectation based off of a variety of different things, lack of information, lack of education, social media, everything on nature. So that, that mm-hmm. human history, that, that allows you to get scammed. So put your thinking caps on, um, use your intelligence, not your emotions. And that's like golden rules for life, really. Yeah, I, I'm thinking what you said, what you said is that that speculating, like trying to find the next thing, like, you said this every year for the past two and a half to three years is like, look, we don't have to look for the next thing from the thing that's here is working. And so a lot of times when we try to look for the next thing, we start speculating and we try to take gambles. Um, and it's like, for what? Right? Like we, we want that quick flip. I remember like, and even when we were in Vegas, I was there for that rant with you. I was like, <laughs> we was going crazy up there. But it was like, the, the young lady asked me, yo, how do we make a quick flip, but I'm like, we got to change the mindset on that. Like, this is not, we're not here to quick flip. We're actually here to create wealth. And I know that's not sexy. I know it doesn't feel right. It's like, yo, but I need money now. But I'm like, yeah, like we got to get out of that, that mindset of instant gratification and we need everything right now. That gets us nowhere. Oh, and if you need money now, because the thing is, we was talking before we start recording, I got to get a place out there in New York. When I get, get the bill for what it would be, I'd be like, whew. The thing I do love about New York, though, the energy of it and everyone's on the move. If you need money today, then you have to get up and work. Like if the average person that is not financially free is working eight to 10 hours a day and they ain't getting on the subway and traversing everything that goes on through New York and, you know, stepping over the rats and all that. Right. Why do you think you can work two hours a day in the middle of your house? And like I ask them all the time for reference, how many hours a day do you guys work? There hasn't been a time that I've messaged them in the last year. And Troy's like, man, I'm just the crib playing Yahtzee. I hear Rashad, what you doing? Like, and Rashad is working on stuff too. You can see when his brain turned and he did this. I'm like, yeah, he figured out another idea. He, he figured out another idea. Like you have to put the time in. And it's not the sexy answer, but it is the answer that is going. And I, let's take Floyd, Joe, familiar with his work schedule. Uh, Steve Harvey, Beatty, Loon, Charlemagne, Dottavio, how many hours on average that when you guys talk to them, how many hours are they working? And they have staff and support. They're always working. Always. That's why, and that's one of those things that you, so you don't see everything that goes into it, right? Like you see mm-hmm. the end product of it, but there's work every day, almost all day. Like, and even with Joe, we were talking to him, he's like, days off, like, but we do you realize how fortunate we are to be in the position we're in to actually do what we want to do to talk about topics with the people that we actually like in this world and have people and to be black doing it and yeah and be black doing it it's like no we're very fortunate so why would we stop nobody's going to outwork it that's just always been the model nobody's going to outwork it so things that that we're willing to do in the spaces we're willing to travel like even last week we were just looking at the schedule it's like four days in a row we were in a different city Right, and, like, and episodes are still coming out, and you know, what I mean, there's a lot of other business. and planning for 2023 and other bit. And I'll say this too, for everyone, and I'm not just 
caping because I do the show with them and I have a relationship with them. But when some of you are getting upset at Troy Rashad, you cannot be jealous of their success for the work that you didn't put in. Trust me, I, I would rather be playing with Xander right now. Rashad, I, I'll see him go to a basketball game, get on the plane, come down, touchdown, and leave. No shower. Hey, let's go ahead and record. 2023 can be your best year ever if you build the right team, number one. Number two, you don't need an accountability partner. You need accountability to yourself. And if you work on your craft every day, seven days a week for three years, you will have the greatest explosion um, in your career. So before we bring our guest on, we got one more topic to talk about. Well, let's get into this. Um, what do we think of Kevin O'Leary's statement in regards to FTX and how do we know who to trust as endorsers? So anybody want to explain the Kevin O'Leary situation first and then we can kind of go into this? Sure, you want to explain it? Yeah, so I mean, Kevin O'Leary, obviously, uh, we spoke about it a little bit last week when we were talking about FTX. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Shout out to Mark. Billion, friend of billionaire. The uh, uh, he was paid 15, uh, was it $15 million? Yeah, $15 million to endorse FTX. That's a lot of coin. That's, that's a lot. Um, and so there's a certain level of accountability and responsibility, or should there be, is really the real question that these influencers or investors should have when endorsing something and not knowing all the intricacies of the actual business. And so when the money goes, and obviously we saw what happened with FTX, if I was investing in that based on his recommendation, what is his accountability? The other part of it is when they went back to me, he was on CNBC uh, and they were asking him about the crypto space. And he says, you know, it was something that I believed in, I believed in. And then they pull up the records and he's saying in the same year that it's a garbage space and nobody should be involved in it. Right, you can see there's a contradiction. I mean, 15 million, a change of tune though. So then is there a price point that can change your tune and at what cost do you owe the general public to have that disclaimer to saying like, hey, I'm being paid to do this. And we've seen that with other influencers and Khaled and we saw it with Ken and we saw it with Floyd. And I think their cases actually got thrown out. But at some point, what I mean, what's the account? What is the, the, the penalty for being paid to endorse something that we know or not willingly? Well, maybe willingly know that. Yeah, not a legit space. Um, number one, everyone write this down. If you have to realize that no one cares about your financial success more than you. Celebrity that does, does not know you um, is not entitled to protect you financially. I think we may be one of the few entities ever created in the history of mankind that actually acts as a fiduciary in everything that we say. Um, number two, what kind of accountability? I don't know. I know he's frustrated. And it, and everything that he said when he was speaking to them sounded like everything that we said on the show about what happened when I came and sat down with you guys in New York, which I miss doing. And I cannot wait to be back um, and record again. But when, when something is, okay, hypothetically, if a company is making, let's say, take FTX, if they're making, let's say, 30% a quarter, Rashad, you're going to test this as an advisor. You're like number one, one top 1% in the world, if that's the case. Why the hell you got to pay an, an ambassador $15 million a year to promote if you're actually getting 30% a quarter returns? 
makes no sense. Um, I think this is a prime case of everyone has a price. I like O'Leary. I like his investment philosophy and strategy. Been a fan of him on Shark Tank forever. Um, even in some of my grumpiness that you see in me, I relate to it in him because of how he's been screwed over in deals. But when you are supposed to take care of the public and you don't do so for a bag, is it really worth it? Um, I even Shaq said, Hey, I'm I'm not a fan of crypto. I was just a paid spokesperson. And this is the number one going back to ads. I only want to have ads on a platform from a company or a product that I actually use and or like. And Rashad and I had a very spirited conversation about this uh, like a year ago. I think the number one mistake that podcasts are making, and number one, they got you to say podcast instead of film, but number two, they you are allowing your life's work to be sold away for pennies on a dollar when you let a product be advertised on your platform that you do not own. Um, this is going to have a severe hit on O'Leary's reputation and ultimately probably Shark Tank. I would not be surprised if this is in the, does not get fixed in the next three months that they don't find someone to replace him. And everyone said it's not possible, but they've had Kevin Hart and some other people. If they put Kevin in that seat over O'Leary, I love you, Mr. Wonderful, but it's gone. And even to the our audience, when you're like, hey, why are you interviewing rappers? Clearly, we have to get bigger because if the people that you're idolizing and looking up to have more have a higher Q score than us, then you're telling us to get a higher Q score to match that. I won't talk about Kevin Hart's deal with Chase, but that that's a nice bag he's getting to promote Chase. Um, so there's a method to the madness while we interview a Floyd, and because that's what the audience ultimately wants. But be careful; no one cares about your money more than you do except me and us in this show and if i made you money please put yes in chat yeah when this guy he hated crypto and then then endorsed it and got mad when he got swindled huh that's, that's what i'm saying and it's different when it comes from him so yeah like tom brady's endorsing it as well people are gonna oh tom brady's an athlete steph curry was in the commercials yeah he's an athlete like when it comes to somebody who's looked at as you know a leader an investor that's yeah. the financial space and has a show that is based on investing. Oh, it's, it's going to hit a little different. Right? And just because you know about one space doesn't mean you know about another. Let's see, no. Well, we will monitor the situation. Um, but now uh, let's bring our guest on. Yes, we can. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, Demetrius Scott, Director of Allied Corporate Citizenship, and he is the leading person at ally when it comes to financial literacy so that's important and that's that's right in our wheelhouse so um yeah i feel like it would be a good conversation so uh how's it going brother how you doing looking good brother how are you pretty good man how about yourself been a minute good thank you for being here same same y'all been all over the world thanks thanks for taking time for me <laughs> oh, good. We, we've seen you in a few places <laughs> We we ran into each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. So, all right. Um, let's just get this started. Um, but tell us about your role at Ally and what does that mean as far as your legal financial literacy for the firm? Because Ally is a, is a financial company. So, 
you would think that, you know, financial literacy is something that most people would already know, but you can't assume that. So that's interesting that you're leading financial literacy for a financial company. So what, what's, what's that mean? Uh, absolutely not. Great question. So before I jump into that, just give, want to give you all a little bit more background about Ally, who we are, what we do. Even though, Troy, man, I've been watching you with the drops. You're getting, getting better and better, right? So uh, just a little bit more about why. Master work. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm like, man, I got to watch out for this guy. But um, other than you know, being a leading digital financial service company, we understand how important financial education is to helping the next generation of creators, entrepreneurs, and people who historically have been underrepresented by financial institutions. So we have a long track record of helping create pathways and opportunities for communities of color to promote economic mobility and drive equity which is displayed through a lot of our programs, like the Moguls in the Making program. Not sure if you all have heard of a turn of that, but it's an entrepreneurship program in partnership with the Third Wheel Marshall um, College Fund for publicly and privately um, supported HBCUs aimed at preparing and empowering young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs um, to, to really go to the next level and get a better understanding of entrepreneurship, you know, careers and other things like that. And then also, Partnership with Warner Media, Warner Media and DC Comics to create the milestone initiative for to elevate emerging Black and diverse writers and artists in the comic book industry. And even our collaboration with you all, United Masters, creating the next generation of creators, artists through the Earn Your Master activations uh, across the country. So that's who we are. That's some of the things that we're doing in the community from a financial education space. But, but to answer your question, when, when we talk about financial education and what I'm doing and what I'm so excited about is really getting into the community. To your point, as, as, a, as a financial institution, you may think people are, are coming to us already educated, right? So not only does the community need financial education, our consumers need a financial education as well. So I run a variety of programs that talk to the, talk to the people ranging from, you know, early as elementary age all the way to adulthood. And I do that through a variety of programs that we've created over the years. One um, in particular recently that we just launched about a year ago, um, it's Pentropolis. So it's a, a world and a hit video game, um, Minecraft, that teaches users, you know, financial concepts ranging from credit and budgeting all the way to taxes and homeownership, right? So who thinks to talk to middle schoolers about taxes and homeownership? But we believe that the earlier you start teaching these financial concepts, the better off not the, not only will those individuals be, but their families as well. So we incorporated those financial lessons into the game that millions have already loved, loved to play. And it gives the opportunity for students to build, build blocks of future um, financial success. Um, Ally Wallet-wise, I happen to lead that program as well. It's been around for a number of years, but we're really focused on taking it to the next level with series-based learning. So making sure that we're building on the concepts so ranging from banking basics all the way to planning for retirement, right? And, and our focus when we think about what we're doing in the community for financial education is for, for people that look like us. It's for, for communities that's been underrepresented or under underserved. Um, so we really go in and make sure that we're providing this financial education and creating creative content, programs, and opportunities like we um, just did this past summer with the Boys and Girls Club, which I'm super um, happy about it. I'm a former club kid, so to be able to go back and do a stock market challenge with the Boys and Girls Club and really teach the students how to navigate the stock market through an online simulator and 
and mentor them and connect them with Ally Invest members to really talk to them about the capital markets and how they can start to invest and really understand money management. And at the end of that program, the students were given the opportunity to you know, create custodial invest or savings accounts that they can really start their financial journey. So we're doing a ton in the space and I'm just happy to, to, to be one of the leaders that, that's in this space teaching financial education. Man, that, that's a lot and it, it sounds very similar to when we were starting in the classroom. Those are type of the topics and ideas that we were having for our young people and seeing what it could do not only for them, but their families and obviously our ongoing community as well. And so for you, and I heard you speak at our browser, and I can hear the conviction in your voice, right? This isn't just a passion project. This isn't just passion. This feels like this is purpose, purposeful work. Like you have a purpose for what you're doing. It's very rare that you can find that purpose-driven work inside the, the workplace that you're actually at. So talk about that that type of balance, right? Because most people are on the job, but they it really doesn't match the purpose that, of what they want to do with their life. I feel like you've matched both on here at Ally. How, how did that come about? No, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be in that position, but you know, it's really about chasing passion and not money. But for me, it didn't already, it didn't always start that way. Right. To, to, to be honest and, and frank, starting my career, I did, I did chase the work. So growing up in the city of Detroit, um, Jerry Road to be exact, um, my main goal was to, to get out and make money. Right. So I've, I've seen it both how people went out and, and, and been successful through a variety of ways, but I chose to make sure that I did it the legal way, right? We know what the, the other way leads to, right? So when I think about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to bring back to my community, I know you all are from New York and in, in East, East Chicago, Indiana, you know? So when I thought about that, I'm like, hey, I have to go out, I have to do something to bring back to my community. So when I left high school, I really didn't have a plan, I'll be honest. I knew I wanted to go to college, um, I didn't have a choice. My parents were going to make me go to college. So I went to Michigan State and went to a summer enrichment program. And I, I was listening to someone speak and I'll never forget it. I, word for word, a guy named Jamie Roberts, he was talking about accounting. I had never heard about accounting, debits, credits, T accounts, none of those things. But he said, accounting is the language of business. And if you understand accounting and the numbers behind a business, you can understand business as a whole. So I went with it. I jumped into it. Said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a degree in accounting because at first I was gonna go into general management, but he said you need to specialize in something. So here I am, you know, four and a half, five years later, with my master's in accounting from from Michigan State. I I started my career in big four accounting. So I went to one of the largest accounting firms out there because that was the play that was the plan that was laid out. They said, "Hey." If you go here, you can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of connections. And, and I went with it. So all the while, while I was working in Big Four Accounting, I was an auditor, right? So nobody likes the auditor when they come in. So I, I was auditing for a number of years, putting in a lot of hours, really building my, my business acumen and, and building relationships. But it was something missing. I didn't, I didn't feel fulfilled and I didn't feel like I had the time to continue to do some of the things that I love to do in the, in the community. So I made it, I made a, I made a switch. I, I strategically came over to Ally. It was, it was a chess move to come over to a company that was committed to the things that I was committed to, which was growing the community, economic mobility, helping, helping others. So when I came over to Ally, I started in a, a financial reporting role. Um, and then all the while I was still working in the community, um, 
with organizations that helped me when I was younger. So I was mentoring, I was volunteering with organizations like the Boys and Girls Club, um, the Midnight Golf Program. And I've always had a passion for community work because it was people and programs like that that mentored me that changed my path drastically, right? So it wasn't a lot of people growing up when I was growing up that looked like me that was doing great things that was successful in, in the way that I looked at success. I know it was very, very different. Um, you can think of success a lot of different ways, but when I thought about what success was, it wasn't a lot of people that looked like me that was doing things other than sports and, and entertainment, right? So um, stay committed to the community. And uh, while working my nine to five in accounting, I was, I was making decent money. So I started actually investing into real estate. So I said, all right, I'm not trying to work 30 years, retire, live that life. So I started investing into real estate, but all the while staying committed to the community. And I had a conversation with um, Jack Howard. Like, Y'all know Jack. Yeah, yeah. Of the show. <laughs> so Jack is like big sister mentor, right? So I went to Jack's office here at Ally and I was talking to her really about, hey, how can I get Ally more involved with some of these organizations that I was sitting on the board of or maybe mentoring and volunteering? And she heard the passion in my voice about, hey, I really wanted to make an impact in the community. So not only did I leave that meeting securing opportunities for volunteerism and financial support, for the organizations that I was doing so much for in the community, Jack was looking to expand her team. So she said, hey, I, I see I see your passion, I see you're committed. I'm looking to expand my team so we can do more in the community. It's an opportunity I think you should, should apply for. And now I use my accounting skills and my passion for giving back to lead financial education for one of the world's largest digital banks. It was it was a journey that that started off a little rough, but eventually I found my way to living and working in my passion. Um, that's amazing, man. It's good to see you um, again. So you you with Ally, you're investing in real estate, incredibly dedicated, incredibly passionate. But how do you balance all of that? Because one of the things that I see that men struggle with is like, will amass a certain amount of money? hit these career goals, but then maybe the family life or health life is off. So how are you currently managing how to balance it all going into 2023? No, great question. Going into 2023, got a lot of, a lot of big things on the horizon. So I have a wife, I have a daughter, and I also have a, a, another kid on the way. So we're going to wait. It's a surprise. Congrats. Congrats. So as we think about not, you know, the balance of it all, right? Your career, you know, your, you know, your entrepreneurial activities, the things that you're doing in the community, we got to make sure we don't let the blind finish, right? So what's the point of working for all these things if you're not able to spend time with the people that you're doing, right? So one of the ways that I've been able to, to, to balance it all is having a plan writing down, right? So the biggest thing is that people, people don't write down these goals. Every goal that I've achieved in life is because I, I, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I looked at it every day. I'm a, I'm a big sticky note person, right? So I'm in the mirror brushing my teeth. I have sticky notes on, on, on the window. You know, on my phone, I'm looking at notes and jotting things down. So so writing it down. And um, I can't stress the, the importance of that um, enough. And so many people are grinding without understanding what the, what the finishing looks like, right? So even understanding if you're on track or if you have the tools needed to get you there, so just, you know, think about it from this way. I grew up playing sports. I know you all play sports as well. 
the only time we played basketball and, and, and didn't, keep, didn't keep score was in practice, right? So it's people really out here living real life, grinding without keeping score, not knowing what they're working to it. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Right, so you write things down, you know what you're working towards, and you're understanding how to fill in those gaps or gaps are missing, right? So the famous quote that I always think about from Zig Ziglar is, um, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time, right? So Mm. I I had a plan, I, I wrote it down, and then I start I started working toward it. And, and the way you do that is is making sure that you understand what you what you're moving toward and then building a team around you of people that's gonna help you get there. Can you talk about the Minecraft thing? Because I think that's interesting, especially for a lot of parents that's listening. Yeah. Um yeah, can you talk about that? How you was able to incorporate financial literacy in the video game? Yep. So Minecraft is huge. And I wouldn't be able to talk about Minecraft if I didn't talk talk a little bit more about mobiles and mobile. Right. So my, the the idea for Pentropolis, which is a world within the hit video game Minecraft, was the idea that came from our interns uh, from the mobiles and making program. So they were tasked with, hey, we have this financial education. So when I first took over the took over the team, we had um, one, we had education for elementary age students and we had middle school adults. We didn't really have, we had a gap in that middle school age range. So we, we tasked those students over the summer with, hey, let's create something in, in this space. And they came up with, hey, let's build a world in Minecraft, right? So it started off as an internship capstone project, right? So they pitched this in front of our, our CEO, JB, some of the other executives and Ally being true to, to an ally in the community, not only did they say, hey, this is great, this is a great idea, they tasked us with 
hey, let's go out and create this. So we teamed with Microsoft, Microsoft to create the concept of a video game teacher financial education. So not only are the students in there learning financial education, they're really going through a real life simulation. So it starts with, hey, you're picking a career, but you can't go and you know buy a home until you create a, you create a bank account. You have to go understand about banking. You have to understand about taxes. You teach them students about investing and um, by incorporate those lessons into a game that the students are having loving and they're playing, they're learning why they're playing and it's going to continue to grow. We're excited that we have over 4 million downloads of the game since we launched because the students are really learning this and we've been able to start to implement this in schools, um, after school programs like the Boys and Girls Club because they're having fun, but at the same time, they're learning these concepts in a real life scenario. One of the things you said earlier is that you know you invested in real estate. Now, obviously, you're working at Allies um, Investment uh, uh, Online Bank, and so most people get discouraged, right? Because they work a nine to five, and they're like, "How am I going to build wealth from where I'm at?" But that's something that obviously you was. Did you start out doing that, or is that as you were going along in your career, you realized, "Look, I want to diversify. I want to have some investments so I can actually build wealth." Can you, can you talk about that process and how you started? Yeah, no, great question. So you know, my approach to to kind of wealth building and how I got into real estate was similar to, to your slogan of assets over liabilities, right? So you either have have time or you have money, right? Sometimes you get to both, that's the goal. That's the goal at the end. But when I was working um, in, in Big Four County, I was, I was making decent money, you know? I was making decent money, but instead of kind of going to blow it on buying liabilities, me and my wife decided that we want to, to, to build assets, right? So. Um, even before I got married, I used my career money to buy my first fix and, fix and flip property. So straight out of college, started working, bought a property. At the time, you all know anything about Detroit real estate. You you can get get a piece of property for for a decent price, right? So yeah. not as you know as easy right now. There's still still opportunities out there, but I was able to you know buy a property. I had some some contractors that I built relationships, some family friends, and things like that buy a property, fix it up, flip it out, and made a decent amount of money. And actually, I used that money to buy my first home early on. And I kind of fell in love with it. Um, not only was I able to kind of build wealth through the, the, the joy of seeing putting families into homes actually um, had me, made me go out and get my real estate license. So not only do I invest in real estate, I have my real estate license as well, because everything I do is rooted in giving back and helping others. So now I'm helping families, I'm helping, you know, single moms, I'm helping veterans, I'm helping others get into home ownership because it's one of the ways to build wealth. When we think about building wealth, it's only a couple of ways that you really can build wealth, right? So real estate, is in my opinion. So real estate, um, investing in the capital market, shout out to Ian. I have put yes in chat all the time. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Uh, I'll put yes Thank in you. Chat I appreciate you. In a second, right? So, you know, real estate, uh, investing in the capital markets, and then entrepreneurship. So I had to think of a way of, hey, I'm putting in this time. I'm not trying to work in 2060, like I said earlier, but what are these, what are ways that I can use my assets to pay down my life? Yeah. So I started with real estate. We've expanded to some other businesses um, along the way as well. Um, so for 2023, going back to your goal setting. Froze. Oh, they caught him in the matrix. He's frozen. 
I thought that was me. <laughs> I'll pick up. I'll pick up. Um, so you, so you're a real estate investor, and you have a real estate license as well. This is something I got. MG the mortgage guy says all the time. Like, it's one of the best ways to actually become knowledgeable in places to get a real estate license. So, how has that helped you become a better investor? Yeah. So, being uh, you saying on the on the real estate side or just yeah, on the on the real estate side, like having a real estate license, how has that helped you be a better real estate investor? Yeah. So, ex access is key, right? So, we always talk about do your home, right? So, whether it's investing in the capital markets, whether it's you know building a business, and you know whatever whatever you're doing, you always want to do your homework. So. The best way for me was was getting a license, learning the trade, learning the skills behind it, and utilizing that to to get access, get access to the MLS, and I'm able to study the market and kind of understand what's going on in, in my market to to invest in real estate. So that's helped me not only put some flip, but also buy you know a multi-family home and put put families in into homes and kind of build a portfolio because I have have knowledge and understanding behind you know just real estate not just what i heard on you know youtube or just what i heard someone say on the podcast i went out and gained, gained the knowledge for myself i feel like it's always important whatever business endeavor you're going to get into to, to get some knowledge into it. i'm not saying everyone needs to go out and get a, get a license in the business that they're investing in but you you want to do your homework and not just take everyone else's uh, opinion or knowledge on it so i got the license and not only did it help me help educate me, but it helped me save some money as I was going out and buying properties and, and investing in things like that. Yeah. For the, yes, for the people that are in corporate that are saying, hey, I don't have enough time, um, can you give them a, a really simple blueprint for how to be able to be excellent at their job, also invest in other assets and have the same kind of balance they want yeah. Um, because you've been able to to do that well, but I don't think enough people in corporate know how to do so. Can you walk us through that? Um, yeah. So the the first the first step is you know building a team. Mentorship is key, right? So so look to those that's great in the spaces that you're looking to get into, right? So whether it's real estate, whether it's transportation, whether it's you know clothing, whatever whatever the case may be, look to those that's doing it doing it well. And, and learn. So you may maybe working a nine to five, but it's 24 hours in a day. So you gotta you gotta hustle, right? So some people I, I watched the interviews that you all um have, have done, Floyd and, and shout out to to, to my friend brother Robert Smith. That was a legendary you know, interview. So when we think about the, the the time that these people are putting in and they're already billionaires, people are like, I don't have enough time. Well that's that's not true. You just don't have a point. You don't have a plan and you're not strategic enough about what you want to do. And honestly, you got to think about your why. So building a team, understanding your understanding your why. Did I lose you all? No, we are here. We're here. No, we're here. We're here. Yeah. So building a team, understanding your why, and then surrounding yourself by people that have the same kind of grind and hustle. Um, so one of the things the mentor told me a while ago is that. If you're if you're the smartest person in your school, you need to find a new school. So every day I'm I'm continuing to you know assess my crew, assess what I'm bringing to the table because iron sharpens iron, right? So surrounding yourself not only mentors but the people that you spend 
for most of your time. Right? We've all heard the saying, you're a result of the five people that you spend the majority of your time with. So, so who's in your circle? So your circle should be having mastermind sessions. Every time you link up, it shouldn't be to talk about sports and, you know, whatever else is going on in the news, you know, shave and things like that. It should be, hey, let's mastermind. How are we building? How are we planning for 2023? So finding your people, surrounding yourself with the, with, with the right people, and then having a plan. A lot of people uh, confuse activity with productivity. You know, they're not the same. Just because you're busy doesn't mean that you're busy doing something. So once you have a goal in mind and you know what you're working towards, that's how you're going to do it. You have the people, you have you have the team, you have your mentors, and then at the end of the day, you got to write it out so you can know what you're working towards. But it's 24 hours in the day. It's, it, you have enough time if you're, you're working on the phone. This is true. This is true. I always want to know people who are, who are doing the work, right? Like you got to, obviously a lot of programs that you're doing in the communities, especially in Detroit. How receptive are the young adults? Uh, you know, because I, I remember days when it was like they didn't understand what was happening, and then I see the kids maybe two or three years down the line, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we learned that." So that's that's the first part of the question, and then the other part is that how do we make people more aware of the programs that are available to our communities? Because sometimes, you know, especially as parents, they just don't know that they're, they're so busy in their everyday lives that they don't know there's actually programming that can help our young adults and even help them. I know somebody was telling us at Howard, a lot of times in our communities, the child becomes a teacher, especially on subjects that we don't know, you know, we're not familiar with, and financial literacy being one of those. So how has that been for you uh, when you're dealing with the community work? And to be honest, you all have made it a lot easier. You know, I mean, you, you've made it cool and sexy to talk about financial education. So it hasn't always been that way, but, you know, brothers like yourself and others out that's that's doing some of the great things in the financial education space. It's made it it's made it a lot easier to talk about. It's still still not easy, and that's why yeah. I'm dedicated to you know creating you know content activation and programs that resonate. Right. So not only am I you know for the culture, I'm in the culture. Right? I understand what's going on in the community, and it's a little different when I walk into a classroom versus someone that may not look like me. Right. So. I'm not going in and I'm not trying to talk over their head. And I'm not trying to sell them the dream that, hey, if you save, it's gonna, you know, we can save your way to wealth. You know, I'm teaching them practical skills and the way I'm able to teach them practical skills because I'm in it. Yes, I'm working a career, but I know that my career is gonna set set me up, right? So my career takes care of me, it takes care, care of my family, but the investments and things that I'm constantly reading and learning. That's going to yeah. take care of the next generation, right? So my my daughter and you know her kids and things are going to eat and grow off of the groundwork that I lay here now. Not only in my career, but from my investments, and that's what we always got to think about. One thing my dad used to always tell me is that each generation has to make the next generation better, right? So we worked on a plan so that I can be in the board. So, so now that I have a seat in the boardroom, it's my job to actually create tables so that my daughter and, and, and my, my, my child to be can be at the head of those tables that I created and be able to create their own table. So when I'm in these classrooms, I'm talking, I'm talking to the students about really building wealth, right? As a result, you're gonna learn about budget, you're gonna learn about credit, you're gonna learn about homeownership. But I'm really talking to them about changing the trajectory of your family. So when you find out what matters to them most, and a lot of people, what matters to them most 
that's building wealth for their family and getting out of mm-hmm. the situation. So when you talk to them about what, what really matters, it kind of resonates a little bit more. But it's not always easy, but I thank you guys for, for, for making it cool and, and the things that you're doing. Thank you. Um, I think logically our community wants this information, but emotionally sometimes we get afraid. What do you think is like the number one thing we can do to make the content, information, and everything that we share more palatable and to take the fear around out of investing? So we will go from drop an episode to immediate implementation from the audience. No, that, that's key. And I, I was, you were talking with someone the other day, you can't, you can't always dumb the information down, right? Sometimes you've got to encourage people to, to come up, right? And lift up. So it's really understanding what what resonates. And when you think about stuff like Pintropolis, right? The reason why we do Pintropolis is because students are already playing on right? The reason why we do things like that, like a stock market challenge is you're surrounding them in a team. You, 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 they're competition. A lot of people feed off, off of competition. So you're trying to go in and not only as a, a company do, when, when we create programs, I'm not going out and I'm sitting in a room full of, you know, my peers saying, hey, what can we do for the community? We actually have to go in the community and talk to the people and understand what it is that they're looking for and how how do they want to receive that information, right? It's not about, like I said, dumbing down, but it's like, what really works, right? When we think about talking about money, it's it's not always about how much you make and things like that. You got to think about the psychological, you know, ideas about money, there are systematic relationships where people in underserved communities have or with financial institutions and things like that. So sometimes you got to break down those myths before you jump into educating, right? You don't want to just walk in and say, all right, put your money in the bank, earn interest or, you know, things like that. Yeah. And how did they get to that point? Why, why are they still cashing their check at the local store? You know, why are they still holding their money and, you know, under their mattress or things like that? You want to understand that psychology, psychology behind it before you just start giving them tools. And the last piece is just encourage them to read. Encourage them to read. You know, if you're not a good reader, Audible is a good choice. Um, you got podcasts, you got, you know, you guys, you got Market Mondays, you got Anger Leisure, you got, you know, a lot of great content out there. So find someone that is is not only, you know, putting the content out that's truthful and, and transparent, but someone that you can relate to. And I think that's the easier way to get their information in, across. So, so let me ask you this, um, my last question. How do, what's the hurdles that you're seeing? You know, you work in the corporate side, so we're different, right? So we have the same mission, but we work in different spaces. We're, we're in the media space, we're independent, we're entrepreneurs, so we don't see a lot of, you know, things that people in corporate America see and vice versa. So you, as a, as a black man that's working in the financial services industry um, at, a, at a large financial services company, what are some of the hurdles and some of the, the issues that you see um, in the industry? No, great, great question. Um, I say the biggest hurdles is kind of just breaking down, breaking down myths, right? So similar to, to, to my response before, kind of understanding why people are where they're at and where they want where they want to be. So the biggest hurdles is mistrust. So going in and trying to to break down that mistrust and not going in and saying everything that they believe is, is not true. Some of the things that 
they believe is is true, was true. Um, so making sure that that I understand understand that piece, and then just explaining to people, you have to put the work in. No, no one is out here giving on it, right? You have to you have to put the work in. And from a, from an education standpoint, um, if you don't have that that plan, or you don't know what you're, you're working towards. It's hard to kind of see the other side, right? And there's people out here that's doing great, amazing things that are not, you know, athletes, that's not entertainers and things like that. So showing up, showing up sometimes is is is, is the, the the hardest part. And when you get there, and you kind of explain your journey some of the things that you've dealt with. I think that's, uh, that helps. But the biggest hurdle is kind of dismissifying this. Yeah, one of the things I, I give Ally credit, and obviously Demetrius and Jack and shout out to Erica and the whole team at Ally is that there's a relatability there. I mean, every time we meet somebody, it, it feels like it's a family-oriented uh, space. Even though it's a corporate, can you talk about the importance of having relatability? I mean, even the fact that you know we have a, a partnership is like, wait, they actually are hearing what's happening here with Ernie Leisure and what's happening in the community. So talk about that, the importance of staying relatable and actually understanding what's happening in the grassroots level. No, that's great. I mean, representation matters, right? So when, when I speak to people, you know, everyone is pushing entrepreneurship, you know, leave the job and things like that, which I think is pros and cons to everything, right? So when you think about representation in, in companies like Ally, us being at the table to support organizations like yourself and, and brothers that's doing great things like yourself um, shows the commitment, right? So DNI is central to who we are. They're committed to establishing long-term relationships with consumers within the black community. Right? We want to show that DNI is in our, our DNA, creating spaces that embrace, you know, diversity, advocacy, and education. So our culture is inclusive. And then embrace and celebrate differences, right? So we want to make sure that when we're out there doing programs and we're out there building relationships, that's shown. It's shown that we're truly an ally for the community. And that's really one of the reasons why I came to Ally and continue to work in Ally. It's, it's the culture, right? So how many banks would you see at, at Park Basel, you know, Timberland, King Push came out? You don't you don't see too many banks investing and supporting you know, opportunities like that. And it's, and it's true from leadership down, right? So Andrea was there, you know, that she had a great time. Um, we had a lot of great people there for those events that were doing um, the earning masterpiece. And it's just because we have the right people at the table. Right? We've all seen companies and organizations that you know, don't have the right people at the table. What's been the result of that? And I think Allied understands that. And that's why we're, you know, Trusted, trusted in the community because we have representation at the table and something to make some of the decisions, and we're, we're committed to to making a difference in the community that brought the broader individuals and in community. Yeah, for sure, that was definitely you no know, legendary situation. United Masters, Earn Your Leisure Ally, long time we get together. It's uh, it's a spectacle, and uh, <laughs> I definitely, you know, I said that you know it was a lot of activations on our Basel from Meta to i think uh did chase have one they did chase a bunch of fortune 100 companies um nobody had a line five blocks long so nope. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah it's a lot that comes with it uh earn your leisure 
ally. We've had a good relationship, so I look forward to continuing that relationship. But um, yeah, those type of moments. Uh, some things money can't buy. That's a fact. No matter no matter who performs. Yeah, yeah. Even if you get Cardi B to perform. <laughs> Indeed. Don't don't forget about uh, Fashion Week. That was that was a movie as well. That was fashion, fashion Week. week. That's fashion Week. Everything. Fashion Week. So you know, uh, it's, it's been dope to just you know do those things where you wouldn't expect financial literacy to to be at, um, but we're there, and um, you know just creating a vibe and creating an element for the people, and uh, you know the way it just you know goes on social media and people just spread the word. It's become a a thing that people actually anticipate at all these events now. So yeah, yeah. Can we do something? It's, it's the holiday season. Can we do something? Let's do it. All right, so yeah, obviously, you know, we've teamed up with Al Lada and Power, the next generation of creators, entrepreneurs, and leaders with financial education. So this is what we're going to do for all our earners out there listening right now. Ally is helping us give away 15 full-year scholarships to Earn Your Leisure University. That's right, the, the new EYLU, probably our recession proof, where you can learn real-world skills to help you pursue your financial goals. So if you're a creator, entrepreneur, or someone who is trying to gain financial success, you have until... December 30th to submit your entry. So here's what you got to do. Go to EYLUniversity.com slash giveaway to submit your entries. That's EYLUniversity.com slash giveaway. Because for everything we do, we're all better off for the ally. Shout out to our good folks at Ally. We mentioned their names earlier. And obviously, shout out to you, Demetrius, for helping us get this done. Um, it has been a fruitful relationship, man. It's been dope. It's been dope. Yeah, for sure, man. Looking forward to 2023. It's, it's always a good time when we get together and make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, it's been a pleasure, my brother. We'll let thank you, you, my brother. Thank you for joining us, and I'm sure we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Shout out to Detroit. What up, though? <laughs> what up, though? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Detroit, man. We'll see y'all soon. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I always love every time we go to Detroit. That's man. a fact. What was that? Sloppy Crab? That was the first spot we was at. We met our Demetrius at. Yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit always love, man. Shout out to Ken. Shout out to Chill. Shout out to the whole the whole team out there. We got a whole team in Detroit. Uh, Midwest. Big in the Midwest. Hmm. Yes, sir. Big in the Midwest. Maybe next <laughs> year. <laughs> hmm. Yes, Sirski. Yeah. Yes, Sirski. It's called Stay Tune Alert. Stay tuned. It's called Stay Tune Alert. Okay. Um, all right. Well, okay. Uh, shout out to Demetrius. Um, that was dope, man. Before we end this, anything else left to talk about? I always talk about Elon and Twitter, but um, but what, what do you guys, if you were starting anew, what would be like the five or ten things you would do to make sure, like if you start from zero, um, we don't want this to happen. But what would you do to make sure that the business pops if you had like one year to make your business incredibly successful? The ones you can give. I think it's interesting because we actually did start at zero. <laughs> let, 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 let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do this. Because I'm actually going to make an Instagram clip about this too. So, all right. Uh, so, but let me ask you, I want to I ask a question to everybody because this is something that actually came up during the uh, Drink Chance interview when uh you know the whole thing about um the five hundred dollar uh or five hundred thousand dollar uh gift lump sum money 
500,000, would you take $500,000 or would you take a dinner with Jay-Z? Gotcha. And um, what they did was they showed a, a clip of that and people, you know, kind of took it for however they took it. And, um, you know, a lot of people was like, you know, there's no way I'm, I'm taking a meeting with somebody or a dinner with somebody over 500,000. I don't even make any sense. Like you're not speaking any common sense right now. So this is extremely important for people to understand. I want to look at the camera when I say this. So here's the deal. The thing with social media is that it's mostly works off of hypotheticals. And this is why this, this whole conversation is dangerous because it's like, okay, the, the, the question is, would you take $500,000 or would you take a dinner or a meeting with Jay-Z? And everybody has an answer to this, right? But 99.9% .9 of the population that's actually commenting on this have never seen $500,000 at one time and they've never met with a billionaire before. I'm not, this is just a fact, right? So technically you're not qualified to even answer this question. So by the grace of God, we have been able to do both several different times. So we're actually qualified to answer this question. So this isn't a hypothetical for us. It's actually a real life scenario. I'm gonna give you a real life scenario so this could actually potentially help you in life. So when we meet Steve Harvey and we interview him, but it's a meeting, it's a, it's a conversation, it's an interview, you know, you know, something that happens, right? It's an interaction that happens. So what happens after that conversation of meeting Steve Harvey? He decides he wants to become business partners with us and we become business partners. We make a, a lot of money from that situation, obviously. So does he. He takes a liking to us and he opens up his network to us. The first person that he introduced us to is Robert Smith, who's the wealthiest black person in American history, right? He makes a connection because of that. So we only know him because of him. So that's a, that's a billionaire that we got introduced to because of him. What else happened because of that? He made an introduction and made it possible for Tyler Perry to come to InvestFest. As a result, we get a guided tour Tyler Perry studio. We get to have a conversation with Tyler Perry live on stage and behind the scenes. And we develop a relationship with Tyler Perry in some regards. What else comes from that relationship? He makes the introduction and makes it possible for Dan Cathy, the CEO of Chick-fil-A, one of the richest people in the world, worth $7 billion to come to InvestFest. We speak with his team. We establish a relationship from that. What else happens from that relationship? He invites us to Abu Dhabi to his golf tournament where we meet some of the top people in Abu Dhabi in the government and the private sector, hang out with Martin Lawrence and a variety of other higher profile celebrities. What am I saying here? Okay. Let's say that we, we didn't, we never met Steve Harvey. We just took $500,000. So what people don't realize is that most businesses fail and most people have never started a business. So, and most people with money end up losing money. So just because you have $500,000, everybody though, if I get $500,000, I'm gonna turn that to a hundred million. Well, probably not. No, no you're not. No, you're not. No, not. Even if you invested, stock market is down. You would have, you would have, for the year, you would have lost money. You would have lost money in crypto. 
Maybe real estate you would have lost depending on where you invested. There's no guarantee you even would have made, it's not even that easy to flip the 500,000. Okay, you wanna start a business. We know that 90% of businesses fail, even a higher ratio than that. So just because you have money, doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. You don't have enough information. You don't have enough knowledge because you don't even have enough resources to actually know what you're doing. So it's like people ridiculing like, oh, that makes no sense. Why would you, well, I'm just giving you a real life example. Now, this is our story. So it's not to say that this is gonna be true for every single person and every single situation is different. Every meeting is not gonna work out the way it worked out for us. But just be careful who you're taking information from mm -hmm. because everybody's not qualified to speak. And also, think things through. Because, it, yeah, it's like, oh, it just sounds like it's stupid until you actually think about it. Now, everything that I said, what, is, it, is, it, is 500,000 more valuable than meeting three billionaires and having relationships and establishing business with Steve Harvey and international trade with Dubai? I don't know. Probably not. Somebody add that up. Probably not. <laughs> so I, I just think I wanted to say that because I, I read the comments. And some of the comments is like, oh, stop misleading people. This is foolishness. This is, you've never seen 500,000 and you've never talked to it. At one time. And to be real, when you get 500,000 at one time, you realize it's not a lot of money. That you want to get to some bag talk? Yeah. When people got mad when that's, I was talking that's about the 28 part. million. Yeah. Dog, you, you can carry 500,000 in a backpack. And dudes is doing that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, until you reach that point when you see it and you actually have accumulated it, you don't realize it because it feels like we talked about that thrival or survival. It's like survival is like, if I get to five, like this is it. And then you, your mindset changing, you realize like, wait, that's 28 billion. Like this man right here is worth 181 billion. Mm -hmm. got, we don't even report their net worth, right? These dudes will do 100 billion in business every year. It's a different game. Yep. Gotta, and these are the companies that you know about. Exactly. And these are the, the that's why I said when, when Puff had that conversation was about levels and there's barriers, like there's barriers at his level, but there's another level above that, that we got to climb to. And the problem is that, especially with us in our community, is like, we're all first generation, right? Like I'm first generation, wealth, Michelle, same thing. Even Puff at first generation, Robert Smith, first generation. We don't even understand. Like we had a conversation with the fifth generation. And the, the, the dynamic different. is completely different, but we're still figuring it out for us right now. Like even the people that we know, Oprah, first generation, Jay-Z, let's see how we get to third, fourth generation, right? Our mindset is gonna change, how we look at things are gonna change, how we view opportunities are gonna change. We gotta get there. So like, let's not criticize, let's really watch how this thing is gonna go because the further we go, the more doors we open, like I said, it clears a path. It gives you a blueprint. Like we didn't, we don't, there's not that many blueprints. We're creating them. And we gotta be patient and understand it and have compassion for like the people who are actually doing it. The more you criticize, it takes away from the actual creativity and how far we really can go. So it's very important to listen to those. And that's why I said at the top of the show, those that are doing versus those who are theorizing. Um, even when I said, I think it was season one, uh, in order to be classified as rich, you need 28 million. People are like, you're crazy. Every top athlete in the NBA, look at what their deal is structured at. And then here comes inflation and COVID, et cetera. Um, I think if you, let's say you are in a position to meet with Jay-Z, 
You have to have something of value to even have those doors open. But 500 grand, and I, and I get it. Like when I didn't have 100 grand or 50 grand, I thought 500 would be everything. Then you get to that number and you be like, this is it. Like it is a bad feeling to hit a goal and then be like, damn, this is it. I should have pushed for 15X or 20X more. Because if you're factoring in how many people, like add up all your bills and then take the first 10 people that you care about the most and multiply that times 15 years. How much money does it take just to maintain where they're at now? No extras. No, no STK dates, me, no, no vacation. <laughs> you know, I'll be taking mine on vacation. Like I'm going to Atlanta, you know what I mean? Hey, what does it take? And then my baby straight, his college paid for, right? It takes work. But the thing is the truth behind a lot of these posts and the memes are funny. Like even with Jay just reciting lyrics from the album and all that, that's funny. But the truth is like in order to enter those doors, it does take a lot of work. And from a press side, even to, let's say a, a PR person sets you up with Jay-Z, that probably costs you 150. There is a value of, so, and not let alone if he introduced you to Ty-Ty and everybody else that he knows and everybody in the art world, it, yo, have to do the work. I want everybody to put in chat, but what is the number you are aspiring to hit for 2023? If I had 115 next year, I feel being real. So. And you said something that was key. You said, like, you got to have level of value. And that's, I didn't get a chance to say that. But of course, that's another part of it, right? Where it's like, if you don't have anything, we have something to bring to the table. If you don't have anything to bring to the table, we have no value. And your whole point of meeting with somebody is just to pick their brain. They just take money in that scenario because it's like, it, it's not beneficial because you, you don't have any level of value that you're bringing, right? Yep. So your goal is to be as, your goal in life should be to be as most valuable person in the room and at all times. So when you meet somebody, cause you're gonna meet somebody at some time. That's the crazy thing about life. You're going to meet somebody. And like That's, we said at the top of the show, you gotta be prepared. You never you can't know. get ready to, you never know. You never know when you're gonna meet somebody. That's the thing about it. Like. You're going to meet somebody if if you're especially if you're intentional. If you live in LA, you're gonna meet somebody walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to happen. Are you prepared or are you not prepared? Yep. That's it. That's the that's that's what it all comes down to in life because you might not have that meeting ever again. Mm -hmm. you might not have that opportunity ever again. So it's like your whole life should be working to make yourself valuable to make yourself a resource, to have something that you can, you know, change the world with. Yeah. And when you meet somebody that can help change your life, yeah. make sure you're in a position to add value. It's not about just taking a picture. That's important. Like this is a world that we live in. People will pay money to, to take a picture with somebody. And I get it, social media, clout, and it could potentially lead to some level of, you know, money in some in some regard and dudes be taking pictures for clout to try and get something they don't deserve to go get and then get it and don't do nothing with it well, that's what i'm saying it's a trick bag of like yo i, I got co-signed by this person because they took a, they put their arm around me so take a, take a candid take I, I know all the tricks take a candid picture so it looks like it's real 
That's not the best way to go about it. This bro. my bro. You don't even know my middle name. Chilling with the bros. Not the best way to go. About it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. So huh? it's like, you know, yeah, but but people say a lot of things on social media and they don't fully understand what they're saying because they've never experienced it. And that even me, like there's things that I've never experienced. So I can't, I'm not qualified to speak on certain things because I've never experienced it. It's not worth it to talk about. When I do, when I, when I have experienced certain things, it makes me authority in the space. So when we talk about talking to billionaires, we've spoken to at least 10, we talk about Mark Cuban, Diddy, Robert Smith, Robert Smith Tyler Perry, Mike Noble, Don Peebles, um, we just had him on Market Mondays a few weeks ago. Dave Rubenstein. Dave Rubenstein. Dave Rubenstein. You get throw Floyd on the list. Floyd. That's a fact. That's we it. had a conversation with Dan Cathy. Dan Cathy met him. We didn't speak to him in detail, but met him. Man, and I'm going to be real. I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I told you I've been listening to podcasts since I was in college. Tim Ferriss, Lewis House. I got love for them. They ain't pull this off. No. No, they haven't. Uh-uh. We spoke to Mark Cuban twice. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so <laughs> Gary Vee probably hit that in a couple of years. Like, and, and just, and I know, because even when I post it, you know, when someone has more money than me now, listen, people like, yo, it's drug dealers who, that doesn't mean you should listen. I'm like, uh. Yeah, you- no, you should listen. No, this is extremely important. You're like, oh, it should. Yo, you should listen. You don't have to implement everything. You don't have to idolize somebody. You, you don't have to live the same exact life. I don't care if you're El Chapo. To reach that level of success is almost impossible. You, you're not a normal person, and you've done things that have separated yourself from everybody else. Pablo Escobar, you can look at his business model. His business model was actually very effective. He, pulled, he was the first person to pull the families together. He realized the distribution chain. He said, we're more effective if we're working together as opposed to fighting each other. And they had a distribution chain that was making billions of dollars a year. Now, the product, of course, that's not, that's not the best product to be distributing, but you still can learn things from it. Or right? is it? Clip this up, put this on the shade. Trevor <laughs> <laughs> Shaw, it's easy. That was the year. Ally. That was it. That was it. I'm, I'm the easy scapegoat. These expressed by Ian Dunlap have nothing to do with it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> These are just jokes yes, provided by 85 South. Ma'am. Chad and, yeah, and DC Young Fly. I appreciate y'all. I not know that, man. It's, it's Red Panda. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You went down that list. <laughs> yes. is. No, I'm not. No, ma'am. Hell no. doing that. No, man. I was just saying, imagine the, the, the people we've come in contact with who was on their way. Obviously, we, that stage is on his way to a billionaire. But even like the 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 defense minute, the, the world uh, people we met in Abu Dhabi and some of the people we ran into Dubai who were like, we don't even know their wealth. And they could, I mean, like, you just don't know, but are you going to be ready? I think that's one of the early things I learned from um, Shadi in, in our, our journey of earning leisure. I remember, you know, I'm good at recognizing who the people are in the room. And uh, sometimes I'll be like, yo, I used to chat with my yo, that's, he's like, all right, let's, let's go say something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm like, now nah, we'll do it next time. And he looked at me one time, this is like early, probably like three months in. He's like, yo, we're not going to have another time. We got to do it now. We got to do it now. That's that that moment, part bro, of life. I've been relentless. Like, I, I, there's not going to be another moment. This is the moment. This is the, this was supposed to happen right now. 
What are we going to do? Let's see if we prepare. That, that happened to me in Houston. Uh, this girl, I wanted her to introduce me to, to this guy, and she was like, um, now's not the now's not the time. Yep. It's the only time. I, thought, I said, this is the only time. <laughs> when I couldn't get it. No, no, this, this, you, you can't tell me it's not the right time when I'm literally standing in front of him, <laughs> and you know him personally, and, and I'm in Houston. Like, no, this is the only time. time. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You got, you, you got to go for it. Go for it. Got, yeah, you got you got to go for it. I mean, and that's true in life, true in dating, true in friendships. Like, we, I see so many people, and I asked the snipers this the other night on a stock club call. How many people got access to Sniper for free, and they waited nine months to learn the information just to hear Peter come on and say, hey, I use EMAs and give you the same fucking setup. The people that executed though did great. Or how did how many people do you guys know who had incredible talent to do a podcast and on paper probably could have beat you? And they put out four episodes in one year or eight episodes. Consistency. Consistency. How they gonna get to 50 episodes? <laughs> Not many are gonna do it. Like everything is and, and I keep beating this lesson home because and then I'll say this too. In order for us to best serve you, we have to continue to elevate. Whether you choose to elevate or not, that is up to you. But I can't tell my son in two years, hey, man, I, I could have done more, but I was waiting for everyone else to get their things in order, and I was waiting for them. That sounds stupid. Execute at a high level. Take in the information. If you don't have time to read, make time. If you don't make time, you don't want to be rich. It's fine. If you don't make time to make content, you don't want to be rich. If you don't invest in the long term, you don't want to be rich. If you don't listen to me, you don't want to be rich. Because anybody that you guys listen to that don't like me, they were not doing this shit prior to me. Let me see some posts from 2015, 2013, 2012. They were not there. Be the most valuable person in the world at your thing. And when you get in the room, like Troy said in this example, Ashadi, this is the only time. Doing a deal or no. I flew back from New York, landed. I mean, flew from New York to Houston, landed. Peter called me, hey, I got an interview with you with FinTech TV, industry.com. Did not want to do it. Flew back, didn't even get it to my room at 2 o'clock in the morning. It was at the exchange at 7. As a result, all these hedge funds now want me to come and trade with them. I could have said, no, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Mm -mm. You think that Dubai trip back to Atlanta and then New York is fun for them? No. Mm -mm. The Matt Hoffa show as soon as we landed, same day, four hours till two o'clock in the morning. Four hours. Well, we going. That's the second four hour interview. Matt Hoffa. Yeah, that's legendary. We was in there for till two. We got there at ten. It started a little late. Peace out. Yeah. Did y'all go Tony Yayo crazy or what was the vibe? No, 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 no. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was civil. Yeah. Civil. Yeah. We all stayed in our seats. And we had. uh uh Alexander, oh, yeah, the first name, founder of Fubu. Uh, oh my gosh, you just made me forget. Yeah, he was, uh, he's one of the uh, founding members of, of Fubu with Damon John. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, we'll get his name. Good, good brother. Yeah. Uh, all right. Jay Alexander. Oh, what was his name? I think Jay, Jay, Jay Alexander. Jay, Jay Alexander. Jay, Jay. Jay Alexander. Shout out to my, yeah, that's, that's my brother, man. Legend. Alexander. Legend. He said in that interview with us, he was part of that interview as well. Yeah, it's dope. That's sorry. Um, All right. Yeah, man. Well, well, folks. It's been real. Um, Is this the last show of the year? This is the last one of the year. 
And, is it? Yeah. And we always, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to say this. We always encourage people at the end of the show to reach out to their people. Obviously, we saw uh, the news uh, this, well, last week about uh, Stephen uh, Twitch Boss, which is completely, you know, it was shocking. It was unfortunate. It was tragic. Um, but this is why we always encourage people to reach out to their people. Just check in on your people. I, it, it doesn't matter how they appear in real life, how they appear on social media. We just never know the depths of the things that people are going through, the things that they are dialing, the things that they are facing internally. And so it's always, like I said, you never know what one phone call can change or maybe not change. But I mean, as long as you know, we feel like we've done our part to reach out to our people, really check in on your people, tell them how much you love them, how much you value them, how much you need them um, in, in your life and in life, period. Uh, it can go a long way. And so I encourage everybody to do that, especially around these times, right? Especially, you know, that time in between. You know, the time of year is tough. It's, New Year's is extremely tough. And, um, you know, prayers go to his family and anybody's family that, that is suffering from loss or suffering from any any type of, you know, tragic event that's happening in their, in their lives or in their family's lives, man. It's, it's, it's truly tragic. So prayers go up to everybody. And I'll say show up in person too, because a lot of times, um, I didn't know the brother personally. I knew a couple of people who knew him though. I feel like the people that need the most help are the ones who are given the most joy because they are giving out what they wish they would receive. It's one thing to call and check and say, hey, are you good? But especially in our community, black community, we have to do a better job about like actually pulling up on people and hanging with them and making sure that they're straight. Um, I don't want you upon anybody, but if hypothetically he lost money in FTX, should Sam be facing a murder charge? Mm. I don't wish death upon anybody, but when you are, and I said this before in a recession, domestic violence goes up, violence goes up, suicide, depression. So when everyone's like, hey, in 2020, I want another recession, I'm like, these things happen at a faster pace. And let's be honest, like even you can see people aren't as happy as they used to be. If you compare 2019, go through your photos from 2019 and what everybody was doing and then go through now. It looks different. Please be careful. Please spend time with your family. If any of you ever need anything, man, reach out to me, message me, come hang out, come kick it, pull up, like, especially for the men. I know it's a lot of you going through a lot of things right now, especially this time of year. And it feels like the world is just beating your ass right now, man. Um, it's going to get better. But if you need me or us, uh, we are here. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Joe Button, tomorrow. Hey. Lighter note. <laughs> On a lighter note. How much ish talking did he do about? Mall. No, 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 no. It was very um no nah, no. Nah. I mean he was, was in a good mood yesterday. I mean did we ever like, like, like we asked him, we we asked him about it, and he said, you know, he spoke truth. He was just like, you know, it was trust issues on both sides. It was communication issues on both sides. It was, you know, just people, you know, just sometimes relationships don't work out. He was very um diplomatic in his answer though. He didn't he didn't he didn't throw him under the bus at all. Candid, and uh, Patreon episodes be different though, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I pay for that. <laughs> Shout out, Joey. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, man. And before we go, last time for the year, man, we want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bake or invest. Allies, a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, 
And I would like to see focus on doing it right for both customers and our communities. So with that lives, you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Mm-hmm. You're all better off with an ally. An ally, ally, I love you dearly. Um, if you don't come back in 2023, I think it's a huge mistake. Um, let's lock in a five year deal. Otherwise, my entire stance from the beginning look, look, can I tell you a little behind the scenes? I was like, Shoddy, we don't need no, no sponsors, none. He's like, but Rogan does sponsors. Everybody, like, <laughs> everybody. They making a mistake, right? Okay. Uh, Ally, you gonna prove me right? You see that crystal ball purple shining. Mm-hmm. What we doing? What we doing? And we ain't even, oh, it, let's do this. If you want to sponsor Market Mondays, go to info at or ianajoinredpanda.com. 50 grand episode. <laughs> Hey, so oh, I can just put up Stock Club or real inquiries only. Negotiate the deal. Um, if you don't look at it, I'm not sure it's going to get through, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a hell of a year. Um, just yeah, I appreciate y'all. I want to thank Ian for uh, partnership Monday. Monday. This year, we did Houston, Texas. We did London, we did Invest Fest, we did South by Southwest. We also did Madison Square Garden, which is legendary. Amazing. Had a bunch of people on uh, the show, a uh, few billionaires, Floyd Mayweather. Um, it's Rubenstein. Rubenstein. We did an episode on Wall Street, yeah. We did an episode on Wall Street. Yeah, we did an episode on Wall Street. That's true. That's crazy. Shout out to Peter. Live on Wall Street, uh, you know, we broke a lot of, made a lot of history uh, this year, in 2022. A lot of times, you know, when you do extraordinary things consistently, they people look at it like it's ordinary. And um, I think that that's kind of, you know, that's that's the gift of, of, that's the curse and the gift of what we do. And it's like, you know, we do so many different extraordinary things and we make history every other day. And, uh, you know, do legendary things weekly. After a while, it becomes normalized, but um, it's not normal. Uh, it's groundbreaking, it's revolutionary. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just gotta sit back and look at the situation and say, okay, that was very impressive, but where do we go from here? So 2023, you know, gasoline on the fire, moving even faster going to even yeah. more places, connecting with even more people. Mm-hmm. The Monday's live show, stay in tune, mm-hmm. coming to a city near you, coming to a country near you. Can we tell, tell, tell the one up top, even though I kind of told Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Let's, let's stay tuned alert has been issued. That's a big one. That's a big one. But, um, you know, um, so much stuff, man. So much stuff we got planned. Merch drops. Um, yeah. Better quality. Damn, I'm going to hit you. Better quality content, guests. Um, More information to make you money. New set. Yeah. Y'all gonna make me move to New York. Y'all gonna make me, I, I hear all the comments. I, I I ain't like the way your key light was and, and, and your hair light. Okay. Corporate partnership. My whole, my whole stand from day one with the sponsorships is that I always, I, I'm not opposed to sponsorships as long as it makes sense. As long as the companies are good. As long as financially it makes sense, because I feel like it's beneficial and it's, and it's mutually beneficial. And I feel like, um, you know, anything that we stand by is something that's actually good. 
So whether it's Chase Bank, we have a great relationship with them. That's banks that we actually, we actually yeah. have seven bank accounts at Chase. Like we're actually private clients at Chase Bank. So you know, it, it makes sense to have a relationship with somebody that you're actually doing business with and you actually trust them and believe in them. Um, or whether it's um, Google, we've, we've done stuff in the past with Google or any leisure. I mean, everybody uses Google. It doesn't even have to explain that. Um, I've been very vocal about Instagram and my support of Instagram. I think they have a lot of issues and a lot of problems, but I've always have been vocal. So when Meta comes and we do stuff with Meta, um, it makes sense, right? It doesn't, it doesn't seem weird because I've always They're said interested. It. Yeah. Um, so, and then Ally, of course, Ally has been, you know, a great partner. We've done a variety of different things and made a lot of history. United Masters, um, same thing. Um, any other corporate, BET. BET, uh, you know, once again, that's mm -hmm. the that we have a relationship with. We've mm -hmm. done stuff with them and I grew up watching. Oh, so yeah. it makes sense. Revolt, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I mean, I'm always for, I'm all for collaboration as long as it makes sense. It's not going to be a FTX situation where it's a brand that you never heard of before. And just, unless you come with a hundred million dollars and then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two ninety, <laughs> but you know me. I, I'm gonna tell the people like, yo, this is a finesse move, okay? So hundred million, hundred, on a deal, hundred big ones, big fish crypto, the new sponsors, <laughs> and, and, and and from from a business perspective, the answer is to to do both. But I think everyone creating content, please write this down to if you don't have a product or service attached to your business and you're creating media you're choosing to be a lady of the night with your business you should have a product attached to it but you gotta do so both you gotta do both gotta do both but, but my thing is like if we're having impact and i'm getting results why why are we even negotiating about if a person should sponsor Cause I'm gonna get upset. I'm seeing some of these YouTube shows and seeing a couple podcasts and y'all playing with y'all numbers and running y'all numbers up to make it look like y'all really having an impact. I'm gonna get real upset like tomorrow and I'm gonna go buy a set in New York and buy one in Houston. And I'm gonna put all this money behind PR and add. Y'all saw when I turned them ads on from Madison Square, what happened? Jaleel called me, bro, we got nine days. I said, I ain't even turning the ads yet. Don't worry, we good, we good. Um, but yeah, more content. Um, we will get back to the presentations. I just need you guys to know, man, it takes me six days to prepare the information, but I would definitely do that more. But yeah, interview with more guests and more people on Wall Street, um, some swing trading. I'm excited for 2023. We're definitely going to change this format up and make you guys even more money. So, yes. But I appreciate y'all. Um, thank y'all for seeing the vision, believing in the vision, even when it sounds crazy. Um, I've learned too, I'm like two years ahead of time. So I just have to like pace things properly. Um, and even on the things that I say that's gonna fall, I, I can do a better job of telling people where to get in, where to short, to profit from those falling, things that are falling. So but I appreciate y'all, man, I, you know, to, to sell out Houston, to have Madison Square packed, to do London. I haven't even did my high school yet, bro. Like mm. I've done nothing but Stages like this, great God is good, man. 
Um, and it's a power partnership. Like, I, b b before we went on, I was telling you, like, if we have a golden era rap conversation, I, I am New York for real. Um, definitely through y'all. But I appreciate the partnership and seeing y'all believe in the vision. Um, and for those of you who are looking, it may not be somebody from your hometown and even the state that you're in that believe, because I, I, once again, I always said, I brought this idea up to other people that were Black, and they were like, nobody Black wants to hear about investing. And here we are. Y'all copying my shit like crazy. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Grace, you gonna start calling me Derek Grace next year. <laughs> Derek Grace. Derek Grace. Love and Grace. Shout out to Diddy. Puff, I don't know you. I like the way you moving, my boy. <laughs> I'm love. about to do the same. Love, 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 love. <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. Now you don't. <laughs> boy, I said, what? <laughs> Listen, I need to step my game up so I can have a baby on somebody and then they still be like, that's my man. Watch this. <laughs> Phenomenal. You hear me? I, the sun don't shine forever. I want to play no way out. Like this is Ian. These these statements are reflection of Ian and Red Panda Rebellion. Shout out to Old Bay if you hit us. These are just jokes. I mean, upset you. But damn, I said you wouldn't have had a baby on and she on Instagram talking about I ain't the sign. I step my G up 2023. Coming soon. Once again, Troy Rashad. All you gotta say. That was Ian. <laughs> love, yo. love. Uh, oh baby <laughs> and shout out now so i know his birthday coming up oh, yeah 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 thank you appreciate that yeah. appreciate that uh, all right well it's been real yeah, uh see you on the other side ladies and gentlemen another year another moment in time more history to make more money to make more more everything man more life more prosperity so uh enjoy it enjoy the holidays enjoy new years be safe most importantly be safe don't spend more money than, than you have to spend that's important um and yeah that's it be good man happy christmas happy what is it, hanukkah miss y'all next week kwanzaa um anything that you're celebrating or if you're not celebrating anything just you know be safe out there have fun and uh gear up for the new years and uh it's, it's lit yeah. 2023 is lit let's do it love y'all oh it's Send lit them locations for new york oh uh, super lit super lit super lit drop the addy <laughs> drop that <laughs> midtown yo. master midtown <laughs> yes. peace peace y'all Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.